Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1628, and today we're going to talk about uh, Snap Wexley. Well, you know, I've been a little hard on Snap Wexley <laughs> over the years. In particular, you know, the whole thing about how Snap Wexley was not very slick with his reconnaissance mission to Starkiller Base because he actually allowed himself to be tracked back to the secret resistance base on Dakar, which then put the resistance base in jeopardy and then ultimately led to its destruction in The Last Jedi. Well, maybe it turns out things are not as simple as it seems. And what we learned from the movie and the novelization of The Force Awakens doesn't quite tell the whole story. But thankfully, we have now the whole story thanks to the last arc of the Poe Dameron comic series. This is about Awakening Part 2 that we're going to be talking about here. And if you don't want it spoiled for you, well, heck, it came out months ago. So I think you're ready for me to talk about it. <laughs> it wasn't just Snap on this mission, as it turns out. No, uh, it was actually him and his wife, Carey. And the two of them decided to fly the mission because they had to get some sort of information about Starkiller Base after the Hosnian system got wiped out by it. And the only way they could figure out how to do that without being detected was dreamed up by Jess Pava, but Jess was saying, okay, you know, I can't do this by myself. And because the two of them recently got married, Snap and Kare, they decided, nah, Jess, you stay home. We're going to go because we want to spend as much time together as we possibly can before everything goes crazy. And so here's how the reconnaissance mission actually worked. There was a little pod and this pod was an unpowered pod. It was basically a glorified glider, and it had a sensor package attached to it, and it had room enough for one body in it. So Snap Wexley was actually in the pod, and Kare had it attached to the bottom of her X-Wing and dropped it on a trajectory where the pod could skim the surface of the atmosphere of Starkiller Base and gather as much as possible in terms of sensor readings and hopefully try to bounce up off the atmosphere and be rescued by the X-Wing and be brought back to Dakar with information about the base. Well, as usual, things do not go entirely as planned. Unfortunately, the pod gets damaged in the operation and, you know, the docking situation is burned off and the uh, the structural integrity of the pod doesn't quite hold up, so it's kind of cracking, and there's no way for Snap to get out of it. And there's a moment where he's like, you know, just get out of here, leave me behind, I'm going to send you the data burst about this, uh, you know, the Starkiller base package, and, you know, take it and run and leave me behind. And she's like, you know, I didn't just <laughs> marry you to become a widow so fast, and if you ever try to send that sensor thing to me without me rescuing you, then I'm going to divorce you. So he's like, okay, all right, you know, I'll roll with it. And she manages to get him out of there without them being attacked by TIE fighters or any other ships. But he's certain that they must have seen him, even if they didn't pick him up on sensors, just the fact that he was burning through the atmosphere for a time that he might've appeared like some sort of meteorite or comet flying around Starkiller base. And 
You know, it's not like it's Hoth where they were having trouble detecting incoming ship activity because of all the meteorite activity in the system. Maybe it's an entirely different scenario where, you know, they didn't have meteorites dropping down or comets coming through on a regular basis. And so there's where the visual identification could have happened, even if they didn't pick them up on sensors. And, you know, as far as, you know, how they were able to track them back, well, you know, that, I think, ties into what we learned in The Last Jedi about them having computers that can actually track ships through hyperspace. You know, the whole just giant quantum computer data crunching situation that they use to be able to determine the most likely location and heading for the resistance ships heading away from Dakar in The Last Jedi. Probably use something very similar for tracking where Snap and Carre went after they did their reconnaissance mission in The Force Awakens. And that's pretty much what you need to know about the reconnaissance mission to Starkiller Base and how they probably tracked the Resistance back to Dakar. And there are a couple other funny little things from this particular part of the Awakening story arc to share with you. Before I do that, I just want to say I hope you're subscribing to the show wherever you like to get it. And I hope you'll also consider supporting this daily dose of Star Wars joy by joining the community at patreon.com SW7X7. And here's the last little tidbits. First of all, when Poe and Ray are talking and he finds out that, oh, they've both been captured by Kylo Ren at some point and had their minds probed, he's like, all right, we're torture buddies. And I thought that was a great phrase, torture buddies. And she's kind of like, uh, yeah, I guess so. So I thought that was fun. And there's a bit where Poe is talking about how during the raid on Maz Kanata's castle, just how in flow he felt while he was flying around and fighting and shooting down TIE fighters and stuff. And there's reference to, you know, whether he has the force or not, Ray is asking. He's like, no, but there was this tree where I grew up and it's kind of hard to explain. And that's a reference to the Shattered Empire storyline when uh, Luke and his mother, Shara Bay, went to some secret Empire facility and stole those two Force-sensitive trees, and one of them went with Luke, heaven knows where, and the other one got planted on Yavin 4, where Poe grew up. So it was kind of a cool little reference to that whole thing. And then Finn listening to this conversation is like, is that how the Force works? You know, I'm I'm having conflicting <laughs> information about that. And Leia's like, you know, of course you have the Force, Poe. Everybody has. It's, you know, it's the song within all of us or something to that effect. And Finn is like, I am never going to understand <laughs> how the Force works, which was you know, great building on the whole Force Awakens, you know, is that how the Force works thing, I thought. So, all right, that is officially going to do it for the show today. Thank you so much for joining me, as always. And, of course, may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.